Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Lord, we just pray today that you would speak to us. We thank you that you are so good. You never change. Your word is always true. And so today, Lord, we take hold of everything you have for us. We ask, Lord, that you would multiply your word inside of us and that you would, Lord, just spread your word, your presence, your power in and through us today and this week in great ways. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to read from Colossians 3.17. And it says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to share a little bit today on using your influence. Because I think that this season and even this day and age we live in today is not a time to shrink back, but a time to step forward. And there are so many things that seemingly come against us when we step forward. But I want to encourage you, it's time to step forward. Don't shrink back. Even if you're feeling like shrinking back, I want to encourage you that God wants you to be influential. He wants your voice. He wants your talents. He wants your deeds. He wants your faith, your heart, your hands, your head, your prayers, all of these things influence earth for heaven's good. And so we want to recognize that God has a plan for each one of us and he wants to use you. You may have discarded yourself or discounted yourself or reduced yourself down in a box where he can only use you in a certain way. I want to encourage you, you may be surprised how God wants to use you. You may be surprised where God wants to use you. When you begin to look for him, when you begin to ask him, he has this incredible way of fulfilling our prayers in ways that we weren't originally asking. Do you know what I mean by that? We ask for something, he answers it in a completely different way. And we go back to our original prayer, but that's not what I was asking for. And he says, well, yes, it was. You just had a preconceived idea of what that would look like. I'm going to answer it in my way. And so when we recognize that he has given us gifts and talents to exercise for heaven's good here on earth, then we begin to become vessels, don't we? And each one of us are vessels. I read from Colossians 3.17 because I think it brings out what I'm trying to say today really well. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all In the name of the Lord Jesus. When you're at work, do that to the glory of God. When you're with your family, when you're around people, when you're in different situations, do that to give glory to Jesus. When we have a mindset that we are influential wherever we are, we recognize that people are watching. I don't know about you, but you might have been in the shops like me before at Woolies and you're Look down the aisle and there's, um, you know, a drama going on, maybe, you know, with a, a dad and kids or mum and kids and, and they actually spot you spotting them and it's a very awkward moment because they realise, okay, they saw me 
you know, freaking out at the kids and and I feel bad because I saw that scenario going on and and I'm sure they walk away for the next five minutes thinking, oh my gosh, I thought no one could see. It's interesting. People are watching, aren't they? Even when we don't want them to, they're watching. And if you've got a sign over your head that says, I believe in Jesus, people are watching you even more. Because people love to call Christians hypocrites. Not many other faiths get called hypocrites. Ever ever recall another faith, you're a hypocrite? No, it's Christians who tend to get called hypocrites. Why is that? Because people love to tear down that thing that has stood for millennia and has been the bedrock of society for so long. They love to pick holes in it. Why? Because there's a disappointment in their own heart that they don't know the Father. And so they're still trying to pick holes in this system, this organization, which we call church and the kingdom and Christianity, to try and make it out like it's wrong. But it comes from an orphan heart. It comes from a disappointed heart. And so to make people feel better, they try and find faults in Christians. Oh, see, you're a hypocrite. That's why I don't believe. But it's actually a void. It's an orphan heart crying out for something that's genuine, something that's real. And maybe people have been disappointed over the years with what they've seen. And so using our influence is is very, very important in this day and age more than ever. You never know when a camera's watching you. Uh, I mean, who knows when cameras are going to be all over the earth and, and there will be no privacy, so to speak. But using our voice and our words and our deeds has never been more important than now. There's a couple of areas I want to just hone in on today. Um, but I want to just explain something. You might have noticed the decorations around here. Isn't that fantastic? Um, some lights and Christmassy things. That was partly because we had the um, Creative Arts uh, Expo this week for Southern Vales. And it was an amazing day. It was Wednesday. And um, amazing, amazing day. This place was absolutely packed to overflowing, filled with people. And um, the, the students did fashion displays and all the artwork and creative stuff and woodwork and a whole lot of other stuff was, was displayed. And it's interesting the expression of God coming through even things like that. And we had a few people say to us who, who weren't necessarily in tune with, with our heart in the same way, but they came away so blessed, so blessed by students expressing these gifts and talents. And often non-Christians don't know the words to use. They say, oh, that was like goosebumps. No, it's heaven being displayed on earth. It's just God's nature coming through humans. Whenever we see someone doing something amazing, maybe an artist or a singer or wh- whoever it might be, uh, when, when we say they have incredible talent, that talent was given by the Father to display his glory here on earth. It's just that some of us don't know that yet. And some of us maybe give glory to whole different realms, but ultimately Jesus is the one who gets the glory. And so it's a journey for many people, isn't it? But I want to clarify a couple of things today. And the first one is from Isaiah 42, verse 6. And it says, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. The point being, you are called. You are called. You're called to take ground. 
you're called to not shrink back, not hide away and, uh, and let everyone else do everything, but you are called. You are called to fulfill his tasks and his plans. I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness in your work environment, in your family, in your marriage, in your situations this week. Maybe some of you have some scenarios going on this week. Right now, maybe there's some storms and some confusion. There's no better place to demonstrate his glory and his righteousness than in a storm. It's easy in the peace. It's easy when everything's going fine. But when things are coming against you, that's when we have to stand and we have to stand firm and we have to take ground. And I want to just reinforce that if you're in Jesus, then you are called. If you don't know Jesus yet, then you are still called. He's calling you home. He's calling you back to his heart. He's calling you into a relationship with him, which nothing can separate you from the love of God, the Bible says. And so you can connect with him this morning very easily just by asking him, connect with me, Jesus, I want you in my life. That's all you have to say. It's simple. It's easy. The second thing is, you are anointed. Exodus 31.3. Strange book to go to to read something about being anointed. But let me, let me read it. Exodus 31.3. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship. Isn't this an interesting passage? This is clarifying that you are anointed by the Spirit of God no matter where you are. No matter what you're doing, it could be very mundane. It could be making clothes, cutting people's hair like Sam does each week for me, every second week. And um, he's taught me how to fix my crown, by the way, and I was helping someone else this morning. Thank you, Sam. It's been very, very helpful. It's very anointed teaching. If you have crown issues, please go and chat to him afterwards. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom. How many of us need wisdom to know the decisions to make? Wisdom can save hundreds of hours of stress. Just one piece of wisdom from heaven, one piece of wisdom dropping in our minds rather than panicking and fretting and worrying and causing chaos Having one little drop of wisdom in a situation may save years off your life because it will take away all that stress and you'll just know that wisdom by the Spirit of God and you'll know exactly what to do at the right time in the right way, how not to respond, how to respond, how to spend money, how not to, how to do this, how to form healthy relationships, how to do all this stuff. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. It is one of the most powerful gifts we have from the Father in understanding, in knowledge, and in all kinds of craftsmanship. You could pretty much bracket every job that everyone has or every vocation or area of um, hobbies, etc., etc. All of that falls under this category. You can be filled with the Spirit to do all those things. It could be lawn bowls. You can be filled with the Spirit to do lawn bowls and win the competition at the end of the year and tithe on it. <laughs> that was a joke. It's funny that everyone thought I was serious on that. Maybe we have a teaching issue. You are called and you are anointed 
by the Spirit of God, he has anointed you. If you're in Jesus, you can be assured if you call on his name, if you ask him to help you in your situation, he will. He will. It's called faith. And we don't believe in something that's mystical and invisible and never eventuates. We believe in a real, loving God who loves to help out his children. And this passage here for me sums up a whole lot of practical kingdom stuff that we often separate out church and our spiritual life and then we go to our job. Or church on Sundays and we worship and we maybe get filled with his word and empowered and then we hit some struggles on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and all of a sudden that anointing just gets sucked out of the room. Where was Sunday's anointing now? There is none. That's often the case. That's when we recall by faith because you might not be feeling it at that time. You may not be feeling uh, his anointing or his calling or his empowering. I can remember some times um, when we owned our business and there was a couple of years where we owned our business and we were senior pastors here. And so we would preach on, on Sunday and minister and God would be moving and it was fantastical. And then Monday morning would come and there'd be we'd have our exec breakfast together at 7.30 every um, Monday morning. I don't know why I did that. It was just a crazy move. But anyway, that's what we used to do. And um, I, we had all those, you know, those little packets of cereals, the rice bubbles, you snap them open. And, and everyone would go for the Cocoa Pops, these executives. About eight executives, men, big men, all going for Cocoa Pops on a Monday morning. And so um, I would get there. There'd never be any Cocoa Pops left. But um, anyway, random but interesting. That's right. Here's my point. We would get to the exec meeting and because we ran 24-7 shifts, obviously it was pipes were being pumped out all over the weekend. And so I'd get there Monday morning and I'd always check the machine stats to see how much pipe we produced. And sometimes I would get there and we hadn't produced much pipe. And the Monday morning meeting wasn't so enjoyable. And so the Sunday anointing would disappear really quickly. You know what I'm... You know what I mean? The Sunday anointing's gone because now I'm into, oh my gosh, why weren't we producing pipes? What's going on? How much money have we lost? Etc. Etc. And so you'll find very quickly, I'm sure you've had this in your life, as soon as you hit your practical scenarios of life, it's very difficult to stay filled with the Spirit in your craftsmanship, in understanding, in knowledge, in wisdom, in your family situations, in your job tomorrow morning, in your trials, in your sufferings, in your offences when someone says something against you. It's very hard to be filled with the Spirit then. But that's when we take hold of by faith. See, the anointing isn't always a tangible feeling. The anointing is the Spirit of God covering us and immersing us with God's presence. And sometimes we can feel it and sometimes we can't. Hopefully you can. Karen's a feeler. She feels the presence of God more than I do. And this is just one of these quandaries of life that I am going to ask Jesus when we get there. Because... As you will well know, I've stood in thousands of prayer lines with some of the you know, most polished teeth, shiny, anointed guys with good suits and, I mean, the whole shebang. And everyone else will be crumbling in the presence of God around me and I will be standing there. 
Jesus himself could come and, and touch me and I'm, I'm not sure whether I'll fall down or not. But after 20 odd years of doing that, I'm actually okay with that. Because he gets to choose who gets more, who gets less. Do you know what? I just take as much as everyone else. I decided about 10 years ago I was sick of getting annoyed after being prayed for and not feeling anything. Um, you, you know, give me a little wave if you're in that category. Good on you. You're still here. Because a lot of people who didn't feel anything when they were touched by God, they gave up years ago. They said, oh, that stuff's not for me. Everyone else is getting touched by God. He's not touching me. Poor me, poor me, poor me. There's no, there's no scripture that says you have to fall down when someone prays for you. There's, do you know what I mean? Sometimes we overanalyze things. So I, I went back to bare basics and I thought, well, he's God and I'm not. If he wants to touch me in that way, then good. And I still pray he does. I'm still hungry for his presence as much as ever before. But he gets to choose. We don't. Just like the way we look. You know, we don't get to choose that. Plastic surgery can help. And I've heard Botox can too. I've heard from Karen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she knew that was coming. She knew that was coming. No, Peter Lovett told me. Better get to my third point. You are influential. Matthew 5, 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When you do things that glorify God in front of other people, it's a testimony of Jesus. It's a testimony of his goodness. So when you go and do something for someone that blesses them, like these hampers, this is a testimony of Jesus in our community. And thank you for everyone who donated and supplied the stuff for this because this is, I mean, this is something... Karen's wanted to do for years and we've done things like this before but it's great to do it en masse isn't it and just send it out and uh, I said to um, Nat Cook who's the sitting member for Labour in, in this area uh, she was here at our graduation service and and, uh, and I said, you know, we, we, we want to do more in the community and she said, okay, there's plenty of need, we, we, let's just meet. There's no shortage of need. There's no shortage of harvest, the Bible says. It's a shortage of harvesters. And in this day and age, you are called, you are anointed, and you are influential, even if you don't know it. And so sometimes getting our message right is very important. Having awareness of self and learning kingdom, what it looks like to operate in the kingdom in a rightful relationship is really important in this day and age. There's, there's a whole lot of um, teaching and training on EQ as opposed to IQ nowadays. Emotional intelligence as opposed to intelligence, <laughs> intellectual stuff. And why is that? It, because in today's day and age with mental illness and, and sickness and confusion and, and there's so much information, 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 that we, we get overloaded with information. And so we have to learn how to filter that and how to apply it to make it practical to me because there's a thousand people saying, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this. And it's like a shotgun. You don't know which direction to turn. So we need enough emotional intelligence to filter that and go, 
I am created like this. My personality and my gifting and my skill set is like this. So what does the kingdom look like when I, when I focus it correctly? It looks like this. It doesn't look like someone else's anointing. Someone else's anointing looks like Saul's armor on me. It doesn't fit. It's not right. Someone else's giftings and talents and, and all of that sort of stuff, I might be able to glean some good stuff from it, but it doesn't look any good. I need the Father's anointing. The Father's anointing over my life is affirmation and calling and destiny and hope. And when it's focused through me, it's my anointing. And each one of us has a specific calling, a specific anointing, a specific way to influence. I watch a lot of guys who are influencers and, and, and doing great stuff in, in business and in teaching and, and this sort of thing. Um, but it's pointless me trying all of a sudden to, to take what gifting and skill, skill set and knowledge is theirs and apply it to me. I mean, I can do a certain amount and take some good stuff on, but I can't try to focus them and make it me. And it's the same with a lot of us. Sometimes when we truly find ourselves, we find our anointing. When we stop trying to be like other people, when we stop competing with anyone else, when we stop comparing ourselves with how well they're doing and how well they're doing. Listen, if you're in the will of the Father, you've got more likes than Facebook will ever create in its entire duration of existence. Because you've got the Father's affirmation. You've got the Father liking you. So all you have to do is please the Father. That's all you have to do. And you've got more likes than you'll ever know what to do with. Please Him and you'll, you'll have His affirmation. And this way we don't compete with all this stuff. There's so much anxiety in young people these days because they don't feel good enough. They need to know their Father. They need to know their heavenly father. They need to know that they are anointed. They are called. They don't have to be liked a million times. They just have to be liked once. Just once by the father. And so knowing that you're influential in no matter what you do, and it'll look different to everyone else, it takes a whole lot of pressure off. And when we can lift the load of pressure, we can find peace. And there's nothing better than people with peace. People who carry peace are powerful people. That's a lot of peas in one sentence. I'm amazed I got that all out. In the same way, let your light shine before others. In other words, be a testimony to Jesus. That they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We are called even this week, this month, over Christmas or whatever we're doing, to display God's goodness. I want to encourage you, display God's goodness this week. Maybe it's sending a text message to someone random who maybe is not expecting it, but you just send them a blessing and just encourage them. I think this is a really powerful way to bless people these days because texting, you know, five years ago, ten years ago was a little impersonal. Now it's completely relatable. It is, it's, there is no taboo on texting someone now, right? And what I'm, You know what I mean by that. There is if it's weird and it's, you know, inappropriate. But if it's a way to encourage someone, do it. Do it this week. Just text them. Just bless them. Uh, there's other ways where we can just give of something which doesn't take anyone from, doesn't take anything from them, but actually gives. Like Karen read out, give and it will be given to you. 
This is something of the kingdom, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. It is a powerful kingdom truth. And today it's very, very easy for us to use our influence for the kingdom. I want to encourage you, if you've got a phone, if you've got a notepad or whatever you take notes on, I want you to write this down. Use my influence. Use my influence. I want you to write it down, put some asterisks on each side and ask God how he's given you influence. Maybe with one person, maybe with your dog, maybe with a thousand people. It doesn't matter. Many of you are so good at this. Many of you are, are, are great at sharing and, and having influence. I want to encourage you. Take new ground. Don't rest on your laurels. Don't step back. Take new ground. In this season, I want to say something slightly political. If, if you can bear with me, I think you'll get the gist, even if it's not perfectly aligned with your political alignments. I believe in the West, Western world. What I mean by that is particularly the US, Europe, UK, and I'll say Australia in that as well. I believe politically we are in a season of what I call a stay. We, there is a stay of the political correct bombardment. There's been a stay politically because we have Trump, Boris Johnson, Scott Morrison, and in Europe quite a few upstanding, strong Christian leaders as well. And so we have this stay. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but actually at Christmas time now, we have Christmas trees back at Big W and Kmart. A few years ago when the left was just bombarding us with political correctness, we weren't allowed to have Christmas trees. They were trees or seasons trees or I can't remember what they were. Something, pine trees, whatever. Do you see what I'm saying? There's other inferences that if you look for it, you'll see what I'm saying. You'll see the Religious Freedoms Bill right now in, in Australia and you'll see in America uh, there's, there's, a, there's a strong move, anti-abortion move. Uh, there's some great stuff going on around the world which, yes, I know I'm being overt in some ways, but forget about political sort of names, brands and colours for a minute and you'll actually see what I'm saying. There's been a stay on the liberalist, leftist agenda in the West. And so we have this season where the media hate every politician pretty much in the US and in Australia and not so much in Australia because Scott Morrison, he's got a good tongue, I must admit. He's, he's quite blessed with being able to uh, articulate good things, but he has a great heart. And so we're in this season where we want to thank the Lord for a stay from the, the leftist agenda, pushing, pushing, pushing all the time. And we actually have godly men and women around in the West that we can look to and we need to continue praying this in because in these seasons, we don't just want to rest on our laurels. We want to take ground. And that's what I'm saying individually. It's the same. So we can see on a global scale, we have the Lord sort of pressing back and some great things going on. But individually, we need to be doing the same thing, using our influence, using our influence, because the day and age may not always stay the same. It may not always be as free as it is now to use our influence, to speak our minds, to say what we can say now. So we want to make hay while the sun shines. 
I know practically what that means. Yesterday we had a whole lot of long grass and I cut, you know, 15, 20 acres of very long grass while the sun was shining. I'm very glad I don't try to do that today because it doesn't work. When the rain's coming down, it's, you know, the tractor can't handle it. It's too gluggy and wet. Make hay while the sun shines. You are free. You are called. You are anointed. You're filled with his spirit. You are influential. Sometimes we've got to ask the question, what's holding us back? What's holding us back from texting someone, from sharing something, from just giving something? Remember, Christians that people will listen to are givers, not takers. Takers are drainos. I don't know if you've ever worked that out, but people who take, 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 they're draining. Draining can only handle so much. Give and it will come back to you. Press down, shaken together and running over. This is a principle of the kingdom. We're to be givers, influencers, influencers, giving out of the kingdom of God. This is our calling. So I want to encourage you, go back to your notes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Go back to them. Use your influence. Use your influence, whatever it is, for his glory. Because when we do our good deeds in front of other people, they recognize, and even if they don't know where it's coming from, it starts them on a journey. It starts them on a journey. We don't have to be awkward. We don't have to be weird. We don't have to sort of bombard people. But whatever is appropriate, whatever is in our anointing, whatever is apt for that moment and for that person, that's what we want to do. Not whatever makes us feel good, but what is going to uplift them? What is going to empower them in this moment? That's what we want to be looking for, for those openings, shining our light in, in those areas. So I want us to stand today. Awesome. Just lift your hands to heaven and let's pray together. Lord, we thank you that you have called us, that you have anointed us. And Lord, I pray today that any limitations, any restrictions, any negative self-thinking, any doubts, fears would just wash off us today in your presence. And that you would release a freedom in this place. You would release a freedom of your presence. Freedom of gifting, of talents and of calling. Unrestricted. Unrestricted. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you would even reign in this place like it's rained outside. You would begin to reign in this place, place with your presence. So Holy Spirit, we say come. We say come and fill us again for your good works, for your glory, for your kingdom, that this week things would begin to shift and we would begin to take new ground. We wouldn't step back, we would step forward and we would see opportunities where there were no opportunities, open doors where they've been closed before. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come. You would come with fresh rain, fresh rain upon us this week. So we say, come. Yeah, just begin to ask him. Let's spend a few minutes just asking him. Just say, come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Let him fill you. Let him wash over you. Let him empower you. Let him strengthen you. Let him encourage you this week. Take and eat. Take and eat of him personally. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. You are so good. Lord, I pray that you would raise up influences in this house. 
great influences in this house, Lord, with one and with 1,000. Lord, that you would raise up influences, that we would not shrink back, but that we would take ground, taking ground for your glory, for your glory, for your glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus.